0: This is just a free thought on some ideas that I've been having. I'm looking into some of Carl Jung's work on the atmosphere separations as I read about public speaking by Dale Carnegie alongside Aristotle's rhetoric. And um, there's just this connection of ideas coming together. So this is just kind of free thought. I'm a verbal processor, so I need to speak to think things out. So I figured, why not? take the time to record that and put it up here and see if maybe we could get some great minds in here to help me along with this thought process or contribute to the conversation. So, Aristotle, being the undefeatable intellectual that he is, is really gives us a solid foundation of how there's the separation between the pathos and the logos, the rhetoric and the dialectic, the logic and the persuasion. And Carl Jung tells us about this differentiation as well, between the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of the brain. And finally, layered on top of that, we have Dale Carnegie, and I I just can't, I can't relate with this book. I'm I'm familiar with this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I found that to be a fairly helpful book in terms of sales. Um, I enjoyed that book, but it it didn't seem like it really taught me anything, you know? It was like, yeah, that's, it it was kind of odd. It was almost like an alien had written a book on how to be a human being, and I felt it helpful to bring something into conscious left brain, conscious, logical awareness at a young age when it came to how to win friends and influence people. It gave you some guidance, almost think of it like an inspiration of like, ah, yes, well, you know, let's get out there and make some friends. And, you know, it's easy to do. Just make some eye contact smile and remember their name, you know, that kind of thing. And so I could see it as like it was almost kind of motivational in that regard and it helped with making friends and for me being a magician you know going and being able to approach people and show them magic that that was a big part of it and so i i am not getting with this public speaking book so so what i'm getting instead here is a very very bizarre experience of reality which is The knowledge that there are people who think about this world in a very, very, very different way than I do. So I being a intuitive thinker, um, my right brain processes a lot of data for me. In fact, um, I'm not sure if this is actually correlated, but I'm left handed and it tends to be associated with that characteristic trait um, from what I've heard. And so... What's strange is that as I'm reading this book page by page, it's as if a weird alien robot species is like analyzing my behavior that I do as a human being and then listing them out as little tactical steps. And it it freaks me out, to be frank with you. (laughs) It's kind of it's kind of creepy. And it got me really thinking. And so that's what turned me to Carl Jung. I go to Carl Jung and I'm like, "What does what this guy got to have to say about the left and the right brain hemispheres? He's more of a right brain himself. And so it's easier for me to understand. And then Aristotle being left brained. Um, but Aristotle is just so freaking good at being left Aristotle's so good at left brain, he makes his left brain look like a right brain. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. It really is. And so that's where I kind of went to for that, as the intellectual guidance for me. And (laughs) what I I started thinking is it, it does seem quite strange to me. That we have a left and right hemisphere. Why would we have a left and right hem- Why is there a divide? Why is there a separation? Why isn't it just the brain? I mean, doesn't it seem odd to have this bifold approach to processing data and information? And isn't it strange that there's this major separation down the left and the right brain? And th- there's like this... This is what you're allowed to look at, and this is what I'm allowed to look at, and we agree upon this. It's kind of weird, right? So, like, the right brain is about this big picture. All the things that come together, the big plan. We're seeing the connections, the imagination, the symbolic, the meaning, the motivation, the inspiration. All of the the things that make the world magic is from this right brain place, And the left brain acts as this tool for kind of just zipping in on a specific piece of time, specific piece of place, and analyzing it up and down and saying, at this time, at this place, what I have extracted here is what happened, right? And then it goes, and it goes to another time, and it compares to the second, and says, ah, you know, every time we drop the ball, zip drop the ball zoop, it keeps falling down therefore I can go and logically assume this ball will continue to drop down we write that down and say okay thank you we're gonna keep that down uh, this dude wrote that the ball falls down <laughs> now so so that's the left brains approach is that logic the logos and for some reason I would assume sin, Of the fall of man, you know, if if you're um if you're of the Christian faith, you would call it Satan, I would assume. And I suppose if you are um secular, first you're wrong. Get back on the Christian train, buddy. But second of all, um, you could call it the Hegelians, the psychotic, delusional liars who Believe in negative thought and try to tear this world to pieces. And uh, their philosophy is a death cult that thinks that a god will magically come through from the destruction of the world. Uh, Think like Scientology, but a lot worse. So, whichever one you want to pick, (laughs) uh, that could be what causes this to happen. But what it seems to me is that there is a left and right brain fight going on right now in fighting think left is fighting with right and what we need to get back to and this is what christianity teaches you to do by the way it's a theology based on getting to this way of thinking is to understand that your left brain the logos allows you to find eternal truth the truth of the universe as God made it in that moment. That's what the Logos is for. It's extremely, extremely difficult work. You can almost think of using the Logos as jumping into the Matrix and doing all the things that people do. As they, and, and let's forget the word, the Matrix, because that's a cliche That's I think we need to do away with. It. We already have the Matrix. This is like a people jumping online That's what it is now, guys. It's the same thing. This is like people jumping online and they're able to go and build entire worlds in Minecraft in a matter of hours. It's incredible, right? Build these amazing things that stay forever. So when you're using the logos, you're jumping into the the programming of the world. You're specifying in on one very specific thing and you're gaining the true truth of that topic with the objective of pulling it out of the material realm, bringing this sacred wisdom back to the right brain world. The right brain world is actually able to process way more than the left brain world. The left brain world is temporary in space and it can only understand what is observable to it. The right brain is far beyond that. The right brain... You could think of it as your spiritual side. You could think of it as your creative side, as the side which generates meaning. And what seems to be happening is the left is being directed upon itself. The left is being used as a weapon to attack the right. What is happening is the left hemisphere is going around systematically snapshotting meaning and saying, when I snapshot it, nothing shows up in the camera. All I see is some dirt, because it's missing all the things that connect the dirt, the story, the history, the philosophy, the physics, all of it coming together, and the right brain understands that, and that's why it's able to find the meaning. Imagine, if you will, we're trapped inside of a video game like Skyrim, The Logos would be the people who go and uh, start uh, bug testing the the, the game. They go and jump at every piece of quarter to start seeing, like, hey, hey, what's mapped out this territory, right? And figuring it out. And then the Logos people would also segment out and say, all right, I'm going to handle grass and see anything useful I can find with grass. And I'm going to focus on water. And we would all break apart out into these groups to study this land that we've been summoned into and figure out a meaning. But because we can't all know everything, we segment out by type and specificity, and we start analyzing a specific topic of things, and we get really, really, really smart at that, right? And that lets us extract the Logos, God, from it. Now, what I'm telling you right now is the philosophical presuppositions of alchemy as Isaac Newton knew it. So, Logos, God, the truth, the use, the hidden meanings, the hidden uses of things, the Logos is hidden within the creation, God made creation, and and again, if you're agnostic, again, you're wrong, stop, second of all, think of the, the truth, all the truth that could be found within the thing exists, the, the knowledge of which is infinite, because why would we ever stop trying to find a use for corn? Because what if we find a way to use corn so well that it can fuel our cars? Oh, wait, we did do that. See, and, and so why would we ever accept that corn has reached its limits? Why? Why not allow it to... How could this be better? How could this be greater? What what other hidden truth and meaning is hidden within the corn? Who knows? And so that's the Logos from a secular perspective. But that, again, is what Christians worship. And the, the, the Logos is Christ. He calls himself the Logos, the light, the truth, and the way. And so... That is what the logos's job is to do, and that I believe is the, the the best way for us to achieve monetary and financial success, and material success, and and life success. Uh, from a material perspective so how do we hit that 75k because if you're not familiar 75k um, is what the metric is for an individual to make where money no longer really has a lot of immediate payoffs $75,000 is the think of it as the Pareto principle of economics it's the 20% that produces 80% of the results of happiness. So if you can hit 75,000, you're going to be getting 80% of the joy money is going to bring you anyway. Um, So it's a good benchmark to shoot for and very attainable. And I think the best way to do it is by choosing to dedicate our left brain to a very specific thing. Now this could literally be anything you want. This is your passion. For example, You can make $75,000 a year by becoming the guy who's dedicated his left brain pursuit to the improvement and creation of the greatest sushi. You could even do it more broadly. You could do cooking. But I think more specificity is beneficial. And I think it's important to also think of this as your art. And to really dedicate yourself to it. And then you have a secondary approach. So you have the big goal. That's the, the the big one, the the big specialty. And then from there you want to set aside additional subsidiary skill sets because you don't need to just learn one thing. You are much more likely to succeed by becoming the top 10% or top even 25% in seven to let's call it tesla number six to nine skills that's far more likely to succeed in life and reach the upper one percent of the socioeconomic fields than trying to max into just one particular skill set and so i think that that's really important to to notice here because What we need to do with our logos is compartmentalize. So let's bring ourselves back to that Skyrim analogy. And think, and if you haven't played Skyrim, you really should play it. Or this analogies are not going to make sense. I mean, if you haven't played Skyrim, you probably don't play video games. So go, go buy, go buy Skyrim on Steam and play it. It's... It'll help. Trust me. So, I want you to think of your Logos and its purpose is to go up and to fill out your skill trees like it's in Skyrim. And you want to pick a build. So, you're going to specialize in one thing. And that would be like your class, for example. So you need your archer, you have your wizard class, you have your mage, you have your battle axe wielder, you have sword wielder, all these different classes, right? So that's our one thing. The one thing we're just going to get really, really, really freaking good at, right? And then we're going to pick our complementary skills that are going to allow us to do that. So we go up into our tech tree, and now let's find skills that will help complement us, that will stack together, and uh, Scott Adams calls this a talent stack. Um, Stack your talents together so that they amplify your ability to crush with your class. So, becoming the best at sushi. Well, what else would be beneficial? Probably uh, how to run a business. How to make sales. Um, I would assume probably culinary cuisine of some sort a background and probably health and safety so if he can become the top 25% of those skills in your tech tree and you combine that with sushi see how he doesn't even have to be in the top 1% of sushi makers to already be more successful than most sushi makers because he knows how to start a business he knows how to get the word out he knows how to do it legally and safely and he's also really freaking good at making sushi Now you can apply this to literally anything and i want you to think of this as an art because that's more beneficial but what this really is is your career and that's what a career is supposed to be you can almost think of and i've been using art but i wanted to use that to bridge this Gap linguistically for you because to bring you along on this journey I needed to call it to an art but now what I want to do is transmute and do like a almost an alchemical transformation if you will of that word art and I want to change it to career you feel that? that's the intellectual foundation on how to make money that's financial success that will allow you to escape wherever you are at in the western world and reach the middle to upper middle class. Just doing that thing. Aside from all, you you can take, normalize for all other behaviors, income, uh, race, gender, whatever you want, all these Hegelian lies, these disgusting, filthy liars who are trying to make you focus on the things you cannot change instead of giving you the tools to exceed expectations, to succeed beyond your wildest dreams and they're not that hard they just haven't been taught to you because the school system's busy teaching people hegelian evil instead of teaching you practical skills like I'm doing right now that's your career what i just described apply it to anything and you're going to be able to be able to get into that 75k a year with enough time it's really that simple. I know. And, and, and pick as high as you think you can intellectually go or go as small as you can go. This is where the East and the West, very cool, is the East. This is almost their entire religion. Um, the career becomes the religion. Now, I'm, we're going to talk about the right brain here in just a second. But this is really important because um, this you also see a lot of depression, a lot of suicide a lot of um, no no children no one's having kids and I think it's because the East lacks the right brain side which is what Christianity brings in is the balance between right and left we'll get into that more but we're going to be explaining that prismatically here right now the East goes and says "I I will become the best sweeper in the world and I will still attain my needs and so you can apply this skill set to anything and then what the east really does well that I think we do lack in the west here is this concept that the smallest task can build up so the the, the greatest skill the simplest skill can be broken down into its principles and each part can be trained so you could think of like Mr. Miyagi for example how washing the car uh, wax on wax off I believe is what it was and he breaks these different cleaning tools down. He's like, how does this all apply? And then puts it together and says, look, look how great you've become. I really like that concept as well because it's rudimentary of talent stacking in a way. But I think talent stacking takes that to the next level. So while the East, definitely I give them credit for that approach, it's not good enough. Talent stacking is the correct way to go. And, um... It, it's just better. It's it's better. And then to not have the right brain aspect as well, um, I think from a mental health perspective is an absolute necessity. And so that's how the East approaches it. And so you could go and literally do this with carpet cleaning, you could do this with window washing, you could do this with lawn care, you can do this with gardening, you can do this with uh insects, you could do this with anything you want. If you just pick that thing and you say, this is what I'm going to dedicate my logos to. And then I'm going to learn some subsidiary skills, six to nine of them and get pretty okay at them. 25 top 25 percenters in that field. I'm going to combine those skills together and I'll be able to make $75,000 a year dedicated to what my logos is. And what's really cool is if you get real good at that talent stack a lot of times, as you age, you might lose interest in what your Logos was directed towards, right? Or you feel like, yeah, you, you feel like you've reached where your mind can take it. You've extracted all the Logos you can find perhaps a greater mind than your own will now watch your work find out where you are at and you just dug a little bit deeper into the source code for us and they're able to peek at it and now someone takes up your pickaxe and keeps on going and finds even more great things and now you were part of the person who burrowed into the source code of this material realm and extracted a little bit of secret meaning from it beautiful right What a life What a life And that I feel like Could bring meaning In of itself And the east would argue That is That is meaning in itself Don't you see That is the meaning And I hear you But But bud You're missing a whole You're missing a whole chunk Of the brain You're missing a whole chunk Of the brain That's your right brain So that's your career That's the logos And Now Let's switch over To the right brain And I want you to think this of a word that we've heard earlier that I tricked you a bit with, right? But don't worry, it's coming back. And that's your art. The right brain is the world of the art. The art is not to be tied to the material realm. The art is to be about true expression. It's about figuring out the beautiful, the good and the true of this world and how to best live our lives and where to best find meaning and how to live as the Logos digs up more and more cool, new, unique and interesting things. And so we all together collectively come together in this pursuit of the Logos. We all are digging into different topics. And then we come together in the right world and we try to figure out how do we best live our lives. What is the meaning of life? Now, if you devoid logos or if you do something even worse and you confuse the logos with the right brain world, what you do is you start taking snapshots of reality You cut them to pieces, look at them and say, I do not find any meaning here. I do not find any truth here. I just find uh, 36 carbon atoms or what have you, right? That's the left brain's tool is to dig into the source code. The right brain is you going through and living out your story. And finding the villains and making friends and allies along the way and deciding how you will live. How will you play this character? How will you play this game? What is silly about this world? What is incredible about this world? What is inspiring about this world? Heck, you know, look at the, go online and look at the millions of words people have written about Skyrim how it's impacted them and how they've enjoyed it how they've played through different characters how they have uh, become different people and different builds and different ideas and different experiences and memes and culture and fan fiction and all this creation around the impact of Skyrim guys, you're, you're one layer too deep you're in the matrix you're in the matrix come out Welcome. That's this world. That's where you're at right now. Come on, pop out. <laughs> see it. Do you see it? Write fanfiction about the world, my friends. Uh, record it. Copy it. Enjoy it. Experience it. Love it. Laugh at it. That's the realm of the right brain. The right brain is our spiritual faculty if you're religious and it's the creative realm of infinite possibilities that is outside our left brain's privy to understand watch what happens right now I'm going to prove this to you turn your logic on your right brain alright we're going to do a little thought experiment here I want you to go along with me okay I want you to So right now, just take recognition of your thoughts in your head. Note that you can bring a thought into your head, right? For example, apple. If you're visual like me, you'll see an apple in front of you. In this, like, imaginative realm. If you're auditory, you might say the word apple. Or if you're kinesthetic... Typically, you still get an image, a visual aspect, but you also might get a taste or imagine a time that you ate an apple. That's very common. Now, what I'd like you to do, if you would be so kind, is to think about who is thinking of the apple. You feel that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's the you that's feeling and touching the a- imagining the apple right that's your thoughts and then there's a thing that's inside of that that's the thing having the thoughts it feels kind of gross doesn't it it feels like you just violated something almost like I get a chill down my spine. <laughs> and so what you're witnessing there is the fact that your left brain can't process what consciousness is. It has no way of rationalizing it. It's why we can't even define what it is. Uh, it's a complete mystery. Yeah, it's similarly, the placebo effect is a complete mystery. And so when you realize the right brain is what appears to be us crafting a spiritual story And then you imagine that there is a religion or let's call it a a, a intellectual practice, if that makes you feel better, that tells you seek the meaning in things that are beautiful, good and true. And if that's the narrative story that's written for your life, think about how wonderful a life that would be. So there's the material realm, the objective falsehoods. And the Stoics actually were onto this way before all of us, guys. This is back when we thought correctly. But we stopped teaching that in school and now we teach people. uh, What was it, Harvard? I'm sorry, what was it? Uh, Two plus two equals five, I think, was it? Oh, and guys, by the way, math and logic. uh, You know, the logos is, uh, of course, a product of white supremacy kid you not the the very biology of how your skull is uh, shaped this is uh, coming out of harvard my friends so yes there's a reason 40 percent of the professors at harvard said that they believe that their college's brand is worth less than a community college um yeah t- it really gives you pause doesn't it kind of kind of kind of freaky if you ask me and yet here we are Instead, focusing on how to think, and now we have to go all the way back, because you guys threw our intellectual foundations out the window to go study arbitrary things, because you got lost in Logos land, and uh, that... Pursuit lost its connection with the spiritual because what did it do? It said, Ah, let us go figure out what this right is all fussy about. Why is he so inspired? Why does he wake up in the morning and dream? Why, what, what is this world of imagination that that dazzles him as he sleeps? He, even he can't, he can't even turn it up while you sleep. It's just constant amazement, wonder, and creativity, passions, feelings, motivations, all this clouds. Ah. What is it that he's upset about? All right, let me take a look here. I just see some paint splattered on a canvas. It's yellow, red, pink. Uh, I don't... Why is he so obsessed? Because you took a snapshot. Because you took a little segment. You took a tiny little glimpse of reality. Uh, Hey, left brain, guess what? That piece of splot is on the Mona Lisa and the Mona Lisa is this historical record that was created by just ungodly good craftsmanship and so long ago yet protected and preserved throughout history that people have sat there and looked at it with beauty and awe and that was produced by a man who basically mastered the balance between your ability to Isolate highly specific details and simultaneously access the creative realm and was able to replicate what he saw in front of him onto a canvas with incredible craftsmanship. The left brain doesn't see that, it sees all those little pieces. They're all sliced up, they're all chopped up, they're devoid of meaning. This is uh, one of the few criticisms people have used against Aristotle, which is Aristotelian logic chopping. It's like, yes, of course you don't find meaning when you chop everything to pieces and look for the meaning under them. And Aristotle was fully aware of this. That's why Aristotle showed that he said, no, 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 here's the first mover, the the logic, the proof of God that's never been disproven. Um, it's so... D- just resoundingly proven that it's actually uh, atheist go and they just say, well, but, but that doesn't mean Christian God. And we're like, yeah, well, do you want me to prove him? I can go bust out the Summa Theologica for you if you'd like. Oh, wait, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I did think so, Redditor. Ugh. Aristotle acknowledges this. Aristotle wrote a book for... Think of Aristotle as writing the user guide for Skyrim. He's doing a walkthrough for you people. He's like, wow, look, here is how to find all the different little details about this thing. And if you want to become an expert in herbs in Skyrim, here is all of the ways to classify the herbs because they fall into these spectrums and there are rare ones and you can collect them. And let me teach you about shiny Pokemon. It's that's literally it. He's teaching you how to do really, really good in the material world. That's why if you read his books and you understand him, he will give you a better education than all of your education, including all the way up to a PhD program times nine. Probably more, to be honest. Actually, with the state of affairs today, it would be infinitely more valuable because what could be less valuable than two plus two equals five? Ugh. So use that. Use the knowledge for the right side. This is what I think is the key here that we need to really wriggle out. And Carl Jung really addressed this well in his Red Book. His Red Book, this dive into the right brain, this belly flop, if you will, into the right brain, (laughs) splashing around, a lot of thrashing, symbolic meaning, and, and complete lack of the left. Use the left brain to go out, and get your material needs so that you can do what life is actually about the only reason you need to be in the left brain world is to crush enough to live a happy life to meet your needs to feed yourself to keep yourself safe to protect yourself you know all those material things that we have on this little tiny stay that we have on this earth And get to that as soon as possible And lower your expectations I mean guys Just go get a piece of land For two acres Go get two acres Make this your goal I'm not saying to just You know Oh well Tyler I'm in an economic I'm saying Instead of saving up For another apartment Saving up for a Better condo uh, Saving up for a Better mortgage What I'm saying is Set your goal that you're going to work towards towards something that's more sustainable, lower cost, something that's an investment. buy some land, get a tiny house on it or buy a piece of land out in the farm worlds like Tennessee and Montana and Wyoming, and all these places where land is abundant. Live there. And grow your own food, lower your cost. Imagine if you only needed to spend 15,000 and you were able to make 75,000 through your logos and you're able to do that in 20 to 30 hours a week. All of that is a hundred percent doable. In fact, a lot of people who apply the principles of Seneca, for example, um, are able to accomplish their needs, their financial left brain needs, their obligations, their discipline, their career, in four hours a week pretty crazy right that's what's possible if you master the left brain so then once you've got that we got to come over to this right brain world and let and if we don't have a right brain and if we don't say left brain you're not welcome here um that's not this is not your place when i need help on the fine tuning and the details of what i'm doing over here then i'll bring you in but until then you're not welcome we can't logic shop the creative process we can't logic chop consciousness it doesn't work I just showed you guys that you did that experiment with me you can't logic chop consciousness watch I'll falsify it for you right now it's Nietzsche's paradox that's what I called it I branded it that I claim full ownership of that and it is Nietzsche's paradox I hate you Nietzsche dirty dirty man milk guzzle in failure if you ask me oh live your life this way live this way while i sit around and do none of the things that i say ugh disgusting Nietzsche's paradox god exists Oh God exists He's the truth He's the Logos He gives us the ability To use logic and reasoning Rationality Permanence These are all aspects of a God I used logic and reasoning To prove that there wasn't a God So you use logic and reasoning To disprove that the being That created logic and reasoning Isn't exist Uh huh So the logic and reasoning that you used to prove that God doesn't exist is no longer valid because there's no such thing as logic and reasoning because it doesn't exist. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's Nietzsche's paradox. (laughs) That's Nietzsche's paradox. So what is the end result? It's a if, What happens when you apply the Logos to consciousness, to God, to Jesus Christ, the light, the truth, and the way? And I want to be, take a step back there. I am not equating God with consciousness in at all. Other than it might be theorized that it is our breath of life. I think that that's perfectly valid. But I'm not trying to equate, you know, like these idiot New Agers who are like, it's all consciousness, man. No, it's obviously not. Uh, that's why the left brain exists. Stupid. That's why we are players in the game. We are not the makers of the game. Ugh. So frustrating. And so... What does this lead us to? Nietzsche's paradox. Either A, you God exists, and logic and rationality exist, and we accept that, on faith, or B... You think that you disprove God, which disproves logic and reasoning. So every day that you assume that things are the same, assume the things are logical, assume the things are rational, assuming that when you open your door, it's not going to be a black hole, but instead is going to be your living room again. Every time you do that, you are accepting on faith that logic and reasoning exist, which is what the Christians told you all along, you idiots, We told you that there's a lot of evidence to support the existence of the logos my friends uh it's every time anything is the same stupid and guess what can we prove it no because of this logic chopping error we wrote about it in ecclesiastes the smartest guy who ever lived solomon figured that out wrote about it called ecclesiastes we figured this all out already So what do we have to do? We have to accept it on faith that it's real. And, you know, every time we accept it on faith, it seems to really, 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 really work. So every action that occurs seems to prove it. I've never seen a time where logic and reasoning didn't work. So I'm going to go ahead and say they exist because it's the most by definition is the most predictive thing in the world because all logic is 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 that which predicts and I accept that on faith and I think that the correct way to live your life is to embody truth to the best of your ability to live a truthful authentic life Is the logos. That was Christ, our example. God coming here, manifesting Himself in the form of the Logos, setting a model. And honestly, you know, <laughs> you think about it from a video game perspective, it's almost like God came in and he's like, Hey guys, here's a tutorial mode. Here's the instruction manual. Here's a walkthrough. Here's a walkthrough guide on how to live your life walked himself through as the designer showed how the game is played showed what happens when you live by truth and said it's all worth it because in the end you create that which is eternal you create the kingdom of God you create add more to the things that are true forever eternally and then he makes the bold claim after all logic leading up to this being true that there's something after it as well which is such a fascinating concept to even think of almost like this is a different realm and there's another level to go up to but alas there is faith but think how useful an idea that is to know that there is a universal truth and that you cannot achieve perfection, but you can strive towards it. And every step you take is another pick into the wall of the source code to get a little bit closer to perfection, so that another person can pick up your pick and get a little bit closer and closer and closer, and everyone's getting a little bit closer and closer and getting more wisdom, more information, more use and value and wonder. And and No, not wonder. Value. Use. Um connections things categorizations things of that nature and you bring all that useful information to the right brain world and voila now it's about meaning now it's about purpose now it's about story now it's about wonder now it's about emotion this is the realm of your art that's it. That's, that's my thoughts there on how to really factor this into living your life. And that's my verbal process of the data that I've been absorbing and reading and thinking about. Again, this is there's no script here. Um, this is not written down. I apologize for the ums and ahs, maybe the non is the logic train, but this is how my brain works. I know this is probably weird. Um, But I have to talk to process things. And so I figured, why not throw these out there and see if anyone's interested in um, joining in the dialectic with me. This could be a lot of fun. I really want to bring back this dialectic. Um, I have this dream of doing these on walks as well, because that's the way that Plato and Aristotle and Socrates used to do them. Um, I am a bit perturbed about my neighbors thinking i'm a crazy person as i walk around talking to myself though especially about how we get a little deep into the topic sometimes so i'm not sure how to do that yet but for now i think this will be fun it's just i am an intuitive person i'm an entp personality type so for me ideas kind of strike me like lightning um it feels in a way almost like i all of a sudden zoom i've been connected with the logos christ jesus christ and um and truth and, and ideas, and I would also like to distinguish that there 's a I can distinguish between what feels like Christ and what feels like an idea, but for me i 'm an intuitive processor I can distinguish between a spiritual experience and an idea. just want to make that very clear there and um but they strike you like lightning. It it really completely consumes my mind. It lights it up and then I'm just going and I I have to process the idea out. And if I don't, I, I, I literally just, it just keeps going and going and building up and then I can't sleep. So um, I'm processing those thoughts out and that's what I've been thinking about as I'm reading these books. And so again, I'm a free thinker. Uh, you guys who donate and support the show and are part of the owls, you allow me to keep free thinking. I don't take ads or sponsorships or anything like that. And to be frank with you, I have a Logos Endeavor already. So this is my art. This is part of my art. And so don't worry about the finances of this project I guess is what I wanted to say I don't want you to feel obligated to to pay me I have a Logos I will find the ways to finance my life I appreciate it when you do in the sense that it's a scoreboard for me, it tells me how valuable what I'm doing is, the same way that Socrates and Plato used it But I'd much rather you buy books from me, if anything. And and please actually read them. I'd much rather have that. Much rather have that. Because the Owls are unifying against the Hegelians. And we are a community that is apolitical. Now, that does not mean that I am apolitical does not mean that this is a community that is not is a religious as well that does not mean that I am not religious what the owls are is a community who is against one thing which is the Hegelians and I would check out the New Discourses uh, lecture on that topic by Hegel I search Hegel next new my apologies Hegel, New Discourse. Again, guys, I don't, have a, I don't have a script. This is all off the top of my head, unedited. Um, my apologies. New Discourse is Hegel. Check that out. And that is who the owls stand against. And um, people who use negative thought critique to approach problems rather than using the dialectic. The owls are a community that uses the dialectic and what I'm positing out there as wizard dialectic, but has needs to be tested as a philosophical foundation through the dialectic. So we engage in dialectic and rhetoric here. We do not allow Hegelian lie It's not a dialectic. We do not call it that. It is a lie Hegelian lie is not tolerated in the owl community. If you bring it in, you will be banned. And so that's our only stance. That's the only requirement for the owl community is no Hegelianism so if you're interested in joining that join us here at subscribe like um, I guess you don't need to like to. you need to hit subscribe and hit the notification bell if you want to stay part of this thing we do a live stream occasionally I do it once a week right now and I do a philosophy lecture during that stream. We also play some video games sometimes. And we have a secret discord. The only way to find the secret discord is to become owl through the live stream and to get the link. How much does it cost? 9,000 Bitcoin. Or just, you know, be a really cool owl. It's one or the other, it's your choice. There's no payment to become a part of the owls. And it's simply that. So I think that's all I needed to say. I think I'm done verbally processing. Um, I'm going to upload this unedited. I'm sure it's going to be horrible listening back to. But actually, that's not true. I take that back. I'm I'm pretty, pretty good at uh, free-forming. It's going to be bad by my perceptions, though, when I consider that I don't have a script, right? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, this is, for me... To talk my ideas out. This is something that I have to do. And frankly, if I talk into this microphone, (laughs) if I talk into this microphone and I put a little music behind it, well, now I'm not a crazy person talking to himself in his room at night or in the evening or in the day or in the middle as I wake up. (laughs) It's all the time, people. The ideas just strike me. And I have to process them or they just build up and I go crazy. So here we are. Um... I could be a crazy person talking to myself in my room or I could put a microphone and put a music track over it and now I'm a podcaster, a YouTuber and that's totally okay. That's socially acceptable. So here you are. (laughs) Here we are. All right, I'm going to go think of a title and a description for this and I'm going to put it out. Thank you for joining and uh, follow the white owl. Six Emperor Satan.